want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to Click. start the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the Friday Podcast. You are joining me. It is mid-August. It is 2022. Thank you for finding me anywhere you find podcasts, whether it's on Amazon or Google or things you never heard of. If they stream podcasts, they stream this podcast. Thank you. Uh, or you can just go to highpodomdad.com. Everything's on there. All the archives from all the years that I've been doing this Friday delight for you guys. Um, it's all on there. So you can check them all out. Thank you so much for your support through the years. And thank you, especially for your support on the blog these last few weeks. It has been a really, I don't know, um, freeing few weeks. As you guys know, last week I talked and I wrote about overcoming childhood abuse to become a good parent and how important it is. And this week I, I wrote about something similar on Wednesday. In fact, all the blogs, I feel like they kind of, they kind of bleed into each other as you go forward. So on Monday, I wrote about Bay being my, my special needs child, right? My son, Lucas, he's 11. He's gigantic. We share shirts. He's outgrowing them. That's scary. I'm like, he's not going to outgrow my shirts. We're going to be the same size because once he figures out that he's bigger, like we're, we're screwed. So <laughs> still now I'm at the point where I'm like, hey, don't do that. Sit down. He'll sit down. I'm like, thank God he still realizes like he hasn't figured it out yet. Um, he's a big boy. But I baby him. I love him. I put him on my lap. I carry him. And it's almost like you get that superhuman strength. You know, you hear those stories about the mothers who lift the cars up off the babies. And that's kind of with him. Like, I pick him up if I have to. He's on my lap. I swing him around. He likes it. We giggle. It's fun. And I don't know, man. I love this kid. And he likes it. That's the thing, man. I, I do. I, I baby my son. He enjoys that. He likes it. He likes reading stories that are age inappropriate. He likes being tickled. He likes the games that we play. And there's a part of me, there's a voice in my head that's like, dude, he's 11, he's big, you should let him. But why would I take away what he loves? Because he's not supposed to do it? Nah. Same thing with toys, man. I, I once wrote, when I first began the blog about age-inappropriate toys and how there's no such thing, and how I buy him things that he likes, not things that I think he should be doing. I don't punish him for having tastes below his age range. And this one story I've talked about on the podcast in the very beginning, I'll never forget, where that woman, I was at a, like a thrift store, and I saw a C&C, so I picked it up, and at the time, my son was like, you know, eight, maybe, and this lady is just, she saw me holding this, like, baby toy, and she goes, uh, how old is the baby? How well she worked there? She wanted to, like, help me, and she's picking up, like, baby toys. How old is the baby? I'm like, God damn, get away from me. Yeah, I'm pretending I don't hear her. I'm just like, walk. I do that a lot, by the way. Like, there's... Listen to me. If you know me, if you're listening to this podcast and you know me personally and you've seen me somewhere and maybe, I don't know, we're not like I'm in a bad mood or something and you've seen me and you've been like, James, and I don't turn around or I don't look your way, um, there is a very, very good chance I didn't hear you. There's also a very, very good chance that I am purposely not responding to you and you're going to have to get in my face before I go, oh, I didn't even see, oh, hey, 
What's up, man? I didn't see you. How you doing? I wouldn't know. Why would I ignore you? That's how life works. So, yeah. That's what I did to this woman. She's like, how old is the baby? And I'm like, I swear to God, if this lady is going to get knocked out. So you don't want to overreact. You don't want to be like, leave me alone. Stop. But you just kind of like ignore it. Just move on. So I dealt with that age inappropriate stuff. But what happens is I wrote, writing on Monday about Lucas reminds me that as a special needs dad, as the dad of a child with autism, I knew nothing about raising a special needs child. I knew nothing about raising a child with autism or a nonverbal child before I had one myself. That was my my foray into the world. And what's crazy is that prior to that, when I would see a special needs parent, I would assume they knew everything. They'd come around, they'd be like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to give him his juice and I'm going to put in this cup and hold it here. And, oh, and they would know things about medication and IEPs and they would just say letters. You know, well, he has his IEP and his one-on-one over at the, at the school. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They would just have information upon information. I'm like, that lady is a genius. Now I have a special needs child and I use those words too. And I know other special needs parents and I can tell you guys with a hundred percent certainty, most of them are not geniuses. Um, I, I am not a genius. I just have this kid and I care about the kid. And when you do, you figure it out. You, you know, you learn how to raise that child. So that's what Monday was kind of about. And then on Wednesday, it was the same story, only it was about my daughter. It was called Girl Dad, which is something I wanted to write for a while about raising my daughter, who is now 14 years old, and how I lived in fear of this age when I was first a parent. Because people, dipsticks, would always warn me that she was going to leave one day very soon. She was practically an infant and people would be like, well, one day she's going to grow up and she's going to leave daddy behind. Get the hell out of my house. Why would you say that? Why would that be a thing? But they do that. People say that to you when you have an infant daughter. They warn you it's going to be tough. She's going to be a, she's going to be a heartbreak. Shut up. God, shut up. But that didn't happen. My daughter grew up to be 14. Now keep in mind, I'm not delusional. I know that there's a very good chance that it could still happen. There could still be rough patches ahead. Totally down with that. But I do know that we've hit rough patches as she's gotten older. And I've weathered all those storms. I've learned how to work it out. I've known when to be a disciplinarian. I know when to be a friend. I know how to you know respond to her and to understand her. I know what's important and what's not. You know, I don't make a big deal out of some things and some things I do. You know, I'm big on you don't lie. If she lies to me, even about something like innocuous, I would freak out. And I have. One of the few times she ever got like in trouble with me or yelled at was for lying to me. Like, you don't lie about something, even if it's something stupid that I find out anyway. Um, curses in movies and TV shows, whatever. Watch whatever you want on TV. She does anyway. Like, <laughs> you log into the Netflix. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. You know, it is what it is, dude. And I, the reason why I let those things go as a dad is because I remember being 14. Hell, I remember being 10. And I remember the kids at school saying some of the worst stuff ever. People like, you know, television is so dirty and radio and Andrew Dice Clay. It's like, dude, no, fifth grade was pretty crazy. Fifth grade would have kids saying things that were dirty on a level that you're not ready for because they didn't understand sex yet. So there was, all right, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this. Check this out. This is, I don't know, yeah, whatever, mixed company, but just work with me on this. I was a kid, I was in elementary school. And this kid, we'll call him, you know, Don. Don was two years older than us, even though 
we were in the same grade. And Don would tell us jokes. He would tell us dirty jokes. And to this day, I remember one, because as I mentioned last week in the childhood abuse article, like you, I would make a note in my head if I didn't understand something to remember it. Because one day I would grow up and I would understand it. This was one of those things. This is the joke. You ready? And he goes, yo, I heard this joke. You want to hear it? Maybe we're from Long Island. He goes, so this little girl, little boy, they're walking in the forest, right? And they come along and they see these two animals and two animals are doing it on the ground. And a little girl turns to the little boy and she goes, what are those two animals doing? And the little boy goes, they're making pizza. And she's like, oh, okay. And then they start walking, right? So they're walking through the forest and a little girl turns to the little boy and she's like, you want to make pizza? The little boy goes, yeah, I want to make pizza. So they start doing it, right? And then she goes, you better stop. Mozzarella cheese is starting to come out of our ears. That was a joke. And I remember, even with my minimal knowledge of what sex was, I didn't understand what was coming out of their ears and why it was mozzarella cheese. Never understood. And I said to myself, remember this, because one day you'll be an adult and you'll know what that means. And I am in my 40s and I have no effing clue what that kid thought that joke was. I have no idea. So yeah, kids are dirty when you're 10. So as a parent, I used to remember coming back on the grownups like around my life, they would always try to like, you know, don't say any bad words. I'm like, dude, we're at school saying every curse. We're making up new curses. We're saying curses in Polish. They had kids from Poland in our school that would come over and be like, you have to say who and chudwa. And we'd be like, oh, chudwa. Like we would just say we would curse. If anything was close to a curse, we said that curse. So yeah, that's what we went through. So with my kid, I don't make curses. Don't curse at me. I don't want to hear her curse. I don't encourage her cursing, but if she watches it on TV or it's in a movie, whatever, dude. That's fine. Just don't lie to me. Don't don't bully any other kids. Don't talk trash about other kids. Be a good person. I don't care about that stuff. So we all kind of pick and choose what we deal with. That said, my daughter's 14. This is the age that everyone warned me she was going to go away, and she hasn't. We have been cool. We have shows we watch together. We have things we do together. She tells me things. I ask her things. She tells me things. I keep her confidence. If she tells me something that happens in school, I don't threaten to call to school. I don't threaten to call other kids' mothers. I don't bring things up. When we're together and I'm picking her friends up, I know nothing. Like If she references something around her friends that she's already told me, I don't know anything. I kind of live my life like that too. Like if you haven't told me something about your life and someone else has, someone's like, you know, uh, you know, Sally's getting a divorce. I'm like, oh, wow. And then I see Sally and Sally's like, I'm getting a divorce. I don't go, oh yeah, I know. I heard the other, I always go, oh really? Wow, what happened? Wow. I'm an actor, man. I act a lot in my interactions with people. I'm giving away a lot of the, giving away a lot of the ghosts here today, but that's, that's what I do. I do, that's why I do that with my daughter too. So she tells me about a girl in school who's this, that, or the other thing, and then I'm around another kid and that girl's name comes up. I don't go, oh, is she the one that you said was this, that, and the other thing? I'm just like, I just drive, keep my mouth shut. Don't say a word. I talk when I'm spoken to. I try to throw in some sort of dad joke just to embarrass everybody. And then we move on. We're good. But being a girl dad was something that I learned as I went. And telling you guys that story in the blog about doing her hair for the first time was a big deal for me because I had never done that. I didn't play with dolls as a kid. I didn't do their hair and I didn't, you know, style anything. I didn't know any girls really in my life. So that first day where she was no longer wearing those headbands at like six, seven years old, I took it off her head and I did her hair. Frizzies, mousse, scrunch. She loved it. And I became the hair person was a huge thing for me. And from that moment on, man, like we did 
lots of stuff. We had tea parties and, you know, we did uh, princessy things and all the girl things that you do with your kid, I did. And it used to drive me crazy because you go on the internet and you would see pictures of like a dad walking with his daughter and he's wearing her unicorn backpack. And they would be like, doesn't matter how much of a man you are. When your little girl asks you to hold her unicorn backpack, you do it. I was like, yeah, I know. Who the hell wouldn't do it? Who would, as a dad, turn to their daughter and be like, I'm sorry, honey, I can't hold your unicorn backpack. I'm a man, and people will think that I have a unicorn backpack. If you think that, then you're an idiot, and you shouldn't have had kids at all, because that's weird. That's like a weird thing to say to your kid. And now your kid is messed up for the rest of her life, thinking boys can't be in your unicorns, unicorns eat boys, whatever it is you've now planted in her head for the rest of her life. You just grab the backpack. You put. A, why wouldn't you carry the backpack? You probably bought the backpack, right? Give me the damn backpack. I'll wear it. You know. So that's what I did. And I would wear backpacks, and I would do her hair, and I would buy her. I bought her outfits when she was little. It's a lot of girl stuff. I learned a lot of girl stuff. We read Pinkalicious, all sorts of stuff. Because that's what it is, man. At the end of the day, parenting is about letting go of who you are, who you believe yourself to be, and putting yourself out there for your kids. And that's what I've been doing since. I mean, I my daughter was just in this performance and she had to dance on stage. She turned to me and she's like, I need to do, you have to help me. I'm like, oh, okay. She stood me there, didn't tell me anything and just played music. And as soon as the music started, she started spinning around and she's like, come on. And then I tried to copy her as she did it. And I was walking into the walls. I couldn't dance even if she showed me the moves beforehand, but to not show me the moves, She's like, you're bad at this. I'm like, you are a terrible teacher. So I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, we, um, I'm happy. And I will tell you guys this. I think a lot of this blog itself, not these particular blog entries, but the blog itself, a big part of its theme is to not be afraid of what the future is, whether it's for my son, who again, autism, nonverbal, very scary thing to learn early on. And for a girl you know, the father of, of a daughter who everyone says again in the beginning, she's going to leave you one day, daddy. Say goodbye. She's going to get married. It's like, dude, she's 12 days old. People did that all the time. And that produces a fear when they're little too. We're like, one day she'll hate me. My daughter doesn't hate me. She's a teenager. There you go. My son's nonverbal. He has autism, a severe quote unquote autism. And he is one of the brightest spots in my entire life. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of anything. It's all going to be okay, no matter what it is. I mean that too. Like as long as you go into everything that you do with that understanding, people go, well, how do you know it's going to be good? How do you know it's going to be okay? I know it's going to be okay because I approached it with the hope that it was going to be okay and I made it happen. If you approach it with the understanding that oh, one day this kid's not going to talk to me, one day this kid's going to hate me, one day this girl's going to run away, you're going to will all that stuff to happen. So do what you can, keep it together, you know, Hold your, your loved ones close and enjoy your life. That's what I do. And that's what you should do too. That's my advice. That is the moral of the story. And that does it for me. Guys, thank you so much for another great podcast. I love doing these things. I feel better. I feel good. I feel happy. Yeah. Thank you. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, pop. I'm Dad.